Do you ever feel like life is suffocating you? All of the stuff that you have to do, all of the expectations that are placed on you. Or here's another question. Do you ever feel like you're stumbling through life numb? You're so preoccupied with all of the stresses that you've kind of forgotten how to be alive. That's exactly what today's show is all about. And it's it's different than a normal show because there's no guest. It's just you and me. My house is quiet. The girls are away. This is a show I've wanted to do for a while, but haven't. And I feel like now's the time to do it. And so today we're going to talk about how to make space in your life. This is something I talked about with my friend Emily Freeman yesterday, and she's got a blog chatting at the sky, and it's all about how to make space for your soul to breathe. And this is a really important topic for me because I feel like I've spent most of my life trying to live the life that I feel was expected of me. So, you know, we grow up in these uh, essentially what are tribal settings. So our families, our communities, our marriages, you know, where we have wonderful people who help us become who we can be, but who also unwittingly place expectations on us that we agree to at some point. You know, we agree that, yeah, that's the way success is defined, or yes, this is, this is the way life should be. This is what being a happy person uh, is. This is what it looks like. But what I found over time is that the, these expectations that I bought into, that I agreed to, that, that this is the way it is, turned out to not be all it was cracked up to be. And so there's this, there's this natural cycle, you know, where, where you pursue it heavily, you pursue it quickly, and, and you pour all of your heart into it, and you hustle to try and um, meet the expectations, only to realize that there's gravity. And gravity always pulls you back down to earth. And you realize, wow, there actually is no end to the madness. I came across a really fantastic audiobook, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Tim Ferriss introduced it on his podcast this week. It's, it's a chapter from Tim Kreider's book, and the chapter is called Lazy, a Manifesto. And I want to read you just the, this first, first, couple, uh, first couple paragraphs to set up what I'm going to talk about next. Here it is. If you live in America in the 21st century, you've probably had to listen to a lot of people tell you how busy they are. It's become the default response when you ask anyone how they're doing. Busy, so busy, crazy busy. It is pretty obviously a boast disguised as a complaint. And the stock response is a kind of congratulation. That's a good problem to have, or better than the opposite. Does this sound familiar to you? The whole thing, the audiobook excerpt, is only about 16 minutes. And like I said, I'm going to link to it. But in it, he unpacks exactly how I feel about the past 10 years of my life and how I've sort of worn busyness as a badge of honor. Because if you're busy, that means that you're important. And if you're important, that means you're actually doing your life right. But yet, even though I felt like I was doing all of the right things, both when I was in the investment world for, for 10 years before I got into entertainment, and then recently in the past five years, 
you know, felt like I was doing all of the right things. And yet it felt so freaking hollow. And I felt like I was stretched so paper thin that, I mean, none of that really mattered that much because I felt like my soul was blistering under the heat of and under the pressure of this world that I had agreed to be a part of, you know, and these definitions of success. And so I really came to a what would be considered kind of a breaking point on a soul level and realized that it just wasn't sustainable for me anymore. And that if the definition of success was being having a full schedule and committing to more work than you can possibly do, that I wanted to opt out. That I actually wanted to kind of cash in all of my chips, move my family to the, to the mountains or to a small plot of land, build a tiny house, grow my own food, and essentially become a hippie. There was a time when that seemed really attractive. And I have some days where it seems attractive still. But I realized I've got to find a better way. There has to be a both and solution. It can't just be either or. Either we are part of um, the, the environment and the community we're in or we escape from it. It's not that because that's a poor situation too because if we all did that, none of us would operate in community. And so for me it was how do I do both and? How can I find a way to create space for my soul in the midst of a crowded, hot, and manic, frantic world. And, and so at the time, I was reading lots of books and trying to figure this out for myself. And I discovered that there were many, many other people that were dealing with this themselves. And I found there was a common thread that went through every single conversation the people that had a sense, they had presence, they had a sense of peace in their life, they all had a common practice. Now, you know these kinds of people I'm talking about. Like, there are people who walk in the room and they talk a really good game, right? They talk about how successful they are or how, how, much, how much peace they have in their life, but you can see right through it. It's like this thin veneer of BS. And I think that we've all, because we've been marketed to so much over the past 10 years, especially since the internet really grew, um, we have finely attuned BS meters. We know when somebody's playing, right? When they're a hypocrite, which is basically just putting on a mask. There's a difference between that and somebody who actually doesn't have to say anything. Their presence says it all. And it was at that time in my life when things were just going crazy that I met some of these people and I began to ask them, so what happened to you? How did, like, how do you do this? And the one thing that, the one answer they all had, this common thread, this common choice was one of making space and being present, being aware of where they were. And I know this is nothing new, right? There's actually nothing new under the sun. All of, the, all of the wisdom traditions, all of the major religions of the world talk about this one thing of, you know, to, to find yourself, you first have to lose yourself. You know, to live, you first have to die. And you have to, to see in order, you have, in order to see, you have to 
be still. You just have to get quiet. And that's really become what I'm all about personally in my life. It's getting quiet. It's getting still. And the one way I've learned to do this is with a very simple technique. And I'm going to teach it to you. Now, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you. Some of you, this may be a little strange for you. And that's okay. This was a little strange for me too. Because I grew up in a, in a culture, in a, you know, as a, a conservative evangelical Christian who, was taught, who wasn't taught contemplative practices, let alone anything like breathing or meditation. But, but that actually is integral to just about every uh, wisdom, wisdom tradition. And you can take what you want. You can use it. You can not use it. But I can tell you what worked for me is what I'm about to show you, what I'm going to walk you through. And when I began doing this, when I began really becoming aware that I spend the vast majority of my day worrying about what might happen in the future or grind my wheels grinding away at what I could have done better or what I should have done or thinking about past hurts, that I realized that I spent 99% or more of my time thinking about those th things rather than really being where I was. Now, Jim Elliott was a, a missionary to Ecuador, and he has this quote that I used, I used to have up on my wall. I said, wherever you are, be all there. So be present. And really, it's just a matter of taking five minutes so what I want you to do is I want you to come back. If you don't have time to do this now, I want you to carve out five minutes. And what I want you to do is to find a quiet space if you can. It used to be when I worked in, a, in an office instead of at my house, I would go out to my car and I would do this. Or I'd go for a walk. All right? So what I want you to do, I'm, gonna, I'm about to teach you how to make space for your soul. So I want you to sit down. I want you to get comfortable, okay? And I just want you to relax into your body. All right, just go with me, all right? Just, I want you to relax. I want you to put your phone aside, put it on silent, close your laptop, just sit down, and I want you to just relax into your body. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to draw a deep breath. And I, and I don't want you to breathe from your chest. I want you to breathe from your belly. So when you inhale, I want you to expand your stomach. Okay? So I want you to take a deep breath in. And then let it out through your mouth. And when you exhale out, I want it, I want you to Feel all of the tension in your body going out through your mouth. Let's take another breath. Now what I want you to do is just, I want you to actually use your imagination and I want you to 
focus on your heart. Taking deep breaths. And just feel the space that your body is taking up in the space around you. I want you to feel the weight of your, your legs on the chair or wherever you're sitting. I want you to feel the sensation of the air in the room on your skin. I want you to sense the space that's around you. And I want you to realize that the only thing that exists is this exact moment. This is life. Life is happening. It's unfolding right now. All of the thoughts that come flooding in about what you have to do or what she said or what he said or what you should have done, all of those things just live in your imagination. I want you to take a deep breath. This time when you exhale, I want you to let go of all of those thoughts. Let your mind just kind of empty out. Now, how we feel is our state of being in the world. And the thoughts that you have create emotions and feelings that can either dig your rut deeper or they can bring you out of it. So the more you think about your fears and regrets, the more you reinforce the, the feeling, the emotions of fear and anxiety and the lack of peace. So what I want you to do, take another deep breath, I want you to feel in your body, like physically feel gratefulness. What is one thing you're grateful for right now? I'm grateful for a moment of peace. I want you to feel what gratefulness feels like. Feel it start in your chest. Expand out. Be grateful. Be thankful for what you have. In this very moment, there's actually nothing wrong. There's nothing lacking in this moment right here. You have everything that you need right here.
And even as the world spins and spins around you, this right here, you're grateful for this moment of stillness. And just like you have everything you need in this moment of quiet, you have everything you ever need in any moment because it's always right now. And you're always right here. You can always be 100% where you are because you already are. You just need to be aware of it. I want you to slowly open up your eyes. Take one more deep breath. And that's it, my friends. That is the simple thing that I began doing that radically changed how I approach my day. And I used to deal with a lot of depression. I used to deal with a lot of anxiety. And I still do occasionally feel like great moments of anxiety, but this chronic state, like this low-grade fever of depression that I used to experience almost nonstop, went away when I learned that if I could just fully appreciate, be grateful for, and be present exactly where I was and exactly where I am, then you begin to see really that all of these things that we imagine our problems really aren't problems. I mean, they're just kind of stories that we tell ourselves. And when I started implementing this into my life and finding space, like finding time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to, to love myself enough to, to do this, to, to find space. Because listen, we are... We are the primary stewards of the life we've been given. That responsibility doesn't fall to anybody else. It falls to us. And we treat, we, we really do teach people how we want them to treat us. And a lot of it has to do with how we treat ourselves. A lot of it has to do with how we care for ourselves. And the most important thing you can do, rather than trying to pursue uh, reaching objectives and goals, you know, rather than trying to change the world that way and fix the world that way, the first place you need to start is with yourself and with finding wholeness and, and space and healing for yourself. And I know some of this may sound like really woo-woo and crazy and spiritual for some of you. But that's okay. View it as spiritual if you would like. But if that's not helpful, that's okay too. But here's what I think. I think that we are not simply physical beings who have temporary spiritual experiences or profound experiences. I think that we are, at our core, we are spiritual beings that are having temporary physical experiences that we have somehow squeezed into these 
these jars of clay, you know, these, these bodies that start dying the moment they're born. And we really are made for much more than simply making money, having impact in the world, although you know, that's great. But our primary job, our primary call, if you want to name it that, is really to, to grow, to be more fully who we are, and then to show other people how to do that for themselves. So, Because none of us lives life alone. None of us is truly disconnected. We're all in the same game, right? And so we get to help each other. And, and I want to help you as, you've, as you're barreling through life at top speed. The volume is cranked to 11, right? You're just jamming out and never feel like you're quite balanced, like you're off-center. So I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, I know the first time, first couple of times I did it, I was introduced to it. Um, this and contemplative prayer and, and, and breathing exercises, it felt really weird. But I can tell you that the, the price of progress, like the price of growth, um, is really the willingness to, to let go of those things that make you feel uncomfortable and to, to be open to being wrong, first of all, and then, and then taking a chance to just experience something for yourself. Because here's the honest truth, friends. All truth, all anything that you could possibly learn about is simply hearsay. It's a rumor until you personally experience it for yourself. I actually don't care about rhetoric anymore. I don't care about what you believe or what you know about. All I really want to know is what do you experience and what actually works for you? Like what is actually bringing you uh, joy and peace and wholeness? That's, that's the real stuff. That's what I want to know about. And, you know, like, like Jesus of Nazareth said, a tree is known by its fruits. So it all comes down to what kind of fruit you've got, baby, right? So there you have it. This is a simple tool. I know this was a, kind of a crazy podcast, but I'm kind of uh, crazy. I'm on this journey myself, and I hope it's helpful. If it was helpful for you, why don't you let me know? Uh, come over to kevinkaiser.co. Visit with me. You can go to kevinkaiser.co forward slash podcast and leave a comment on this podcast or you can email me, kevin at kevinkaiser.co. I'm so glad that you stick with me. I'm so glad that you're part of this community. You make what I do worth doing. And, you know, here's to us learning to live, to be who we really were meant to be, and to, to remember what's important, and to know the difference between what's important and urgent, and what is actually bleeding our souls dry. All right, friends, have a wonderful day. I hope this is helpful for you. Like I said, go check out the website. I will have in the show notes a number of resources for those of you who would like to learn more about the types of practices that I used uh, 
and am using throughout the course of my day to find space, to make space, and to uh, get my life back after many, many years of allowing the world to take it. All right. Peace out, friends. I'll see you soon.